Today we're gonna do a little thought exploration exercise. A little how-to. Basically, I'm thinking, for fun, as a little framework, a little topic for our conversation, how you could drop five strokes tomorrow. It's possible for some of you, if your handicap's a one, two, three, four, five, six, it's probably not, but that's the minority, not the majority. It is possible if you shoot 95, 85, 105, that you could go play golf tomorrow and drop five strokes. We're gonna talk about basically the low hanging fruit, the stuff you could, you could pluck and get done. If I had to work with a person for one day to shoot the lowest possible scores, tomorrow, here's how I would do it. And I think this is an important conversation to basically how to prioritize scoring needs. And because um, sometimes scoring needs are different than hitting needs. Hitting needs can also be scoring needs. There's a lot to unpack there. My name is Tim Connor. I'm the host of this podcast. I teach golf all day. That's what I do uh, all day long. And this podcast is my outlet to kind of rant, rave, and talk about the things I get to learn, see, and be a part of. If we're trying to drop five strokes tomorrow, here's how I would go about it. I would, I would spend a lot of time chipping and putting. I would, the majority, let's start here. The majority of the game of golf is played next to the hole. If you play really good and let's say you shoot even par and in that even par round, you had 30, 32 putts. That's like 40% of your round of golf. So putting alone is going to take up a large majority of your round of golf. You include chipping with that and the majority of the game is played close to the hole. So if we're solely talking about how to score it, how to shoot lower scores, we should be working close to the hole. All right. Now, if you're putting, you're bad at putting. I kind of bucket putting into two different um, thoughts or columns, if you will. Um, the first is putting for distance or lag putting. Basically, if you struggle with your, your distance putting, which is most common, by the way, are the most common thing that leads to three putts is lag putting. Often from 30 feet, you're not gonna miss five feet right or five feet left, but you might miss five feet short or five feet long. That's more often where three putts come from. They come from poor distance control. So my favorite way to lag putt is to pick a target that's not a hole like the fringe and just practice lagging it up to that fringe. Practice, focus up on your distance, not your aim, okay? Because like I said before, it's so uncommon that a person's gonna miss five feet right or five feet left, but often you'll miss five feet short or five feet long. So developing your distance control is huge. And mainly that's, that's a repetition thing, okay? But if we're dropping five strokes by tomorrow, we're gonna spend a good amount of time practicing our leg putts because we wanna, three putt avoidance is one of our, our main areas of opportunity. If you three putt, one, two, or three times per round, or four, that's one, two, or three, or four strokes, we can shave, shink, right off the scorecard. The second column for putting is your short putts. These are the putts you're supposed to make, okay? These putts that are one to four feet. When you lag putt it well, you're supposed to make that next putt, and that is kind of my two columns. You have lag putts and then putts you're supposed to make. So focusing up on the putts you're supposed to make, hitting putts that are three feet long. You know what else is three feet long? Wink, your putter. So lay your putter down from the hole and that will add up to three feet. Hit a lot of three footers, hit them from all around the hole. Practice dialing in your three footers is very important for your scoring. Now, as an ideology here for putting, and we're talking on a podcast here, so I'm doing my best, but basically your arms 
are going to be relatively straight. They're not going to be uh, not going to have a lot of bend. So our arms are hanging long, loose, relatively straight. That might mean you have to grip down on the putter a little bit. We're trying to create a simple putting stroke here. And especially on these short putts, you can use that straight back, straight through ideology to help you clean up your putting stroke. On a three-foot putt, that putter is not going to arc very much, a couple degrees at most. So as a basic framework, using straight back, straight through is a really good ideology to help you practice and solidify those short putts. Now, as we get into our longer putts, yes, that putter is going to arc back more. And the arc is actually going to depend a little bit on your putting style, how you set up and stuff like that. So there's not necessarily black and white rules. But what I find more often than not is if anything, uh, amateur golfer arcs the putter more than they should. They open the club face and close it more than they should. So keeping that putter face very square to the arc, very straight back and straight through is a great idea, great theory to help you practice those short putts. Just know that's not that's not real that's feel, but that's a good way to help you develop and make more short putts more often and get those three putts off the scorecard. Okay. Now let's say you three putt two or three times per round. That's pretty common by the way, that I would say that is maybe even below average. Most people three putt three to five times per round. I would say, depending on, you know, that what, who we're talking about, but if we're to pluck away, a hundred golf courses off of a public golf course in our area, most of them are going to three putt like three to five times per round. So that's three to five strokes. That's right away. That's area of opportunity big time. The next thing is chipping. So anytime you chip more than once inside of 50 yards, this is a huge area of opportunity for many of you. You don't realize how often you double chip. Double chipping is a stroke every time you do it. And you, maybe you do it two to five times per round. Now we're talking, you know, six to 10 strokes per round between double chipping and triple putting. Can't have it. That's one of my rules for scoring the golf ball. If you want to be good at scoring the golf ball, we can't do either of these things. And, and these things are largely in our control. And we can get some good work done if we work on them, you know, say 24, five strokes, 24 hours. Uh, I'm going to spend some time working with players chipping. Now, chipping is so straightforward you really shouldn't screw it up. You shouldn't screw up your contact because chipping doesn't, shouldn't, doesn't, and shouldn't be complicated or complex. Chipping is so straightforward. In essence, chipping is keeping our arms nice and straight, okay, relaxed but straight, and then just rotating our chest back and forth to create a low point that's in the same spot every single time. A true pendulum-style golf swing with a low point that's just in front of the golf ball, okay? And we're gonna accomplish the low point by having our weight leaning on our front foot. So as a good framework, let's say 60 to 70% of your weight is leaning on your left leg for your right-handed players or your lead leg, your target side leg, and your arms are straight, and you're just gonna turn your chest back and through. So, and the ball position is going to be in the middle of your feet, okay? And your stance isn't going to be very wide. At, at the heels, it's probably two to six inches. So if you say forward ball, backward ball, we're talking about, you know, at most an inch and a half. So let's just put the ball flat in the middle of a narrow stance, lean onto the front foot, and practice rotating our chest back and through, keeping our arms nice and straight, 
brushing the grass in the same spot every single time, okay? If done well, we should get a nice sweep of the grass in the same spot where we just lightly sweep the top of the surface. And there's a lot of forgiveness with this kind of stroke. If you do it well, you're gonna slide that bounce. And if you're sliding the bounce, there's almost no margin for error. That's why I say contact shouldn't be a variable that you have to worry about or stress about or have anxiety about. Um, contact should be a constant. You should know, you should be confident that you can step up to the ball, hit it cleanly, and from that point, you need to develop your feel, you need to develop you know, your shot making, you need to develop your course management. But having uh, or wondering if you're gonna hit it well when you're standing over a chip is not something that should be going through your head. So let's review that. Arms straight and relaxed, ball in the middle of a narrow stance, Heels three to six inches apart. Six inches is as wide as it needs to be. I like three. Three is nice. Ball in the middle, weight forward, arm straight, and we're just going to rotate our chest back and through. Now, as far as club selection goes, just to keep it simple, keep it, and, and you not have to waste a lot of your brain power on what club you should be hitting or how far you should be hitting it, you should use your sandwich. You should chip with your sandwich. It's so versatile. You can hit every single shot with your sandwich. And um, yeah, that's that's a great way to play. It's a great strategy. Once you get good at making good crisp contact, once you don't have double chips, you can expand on your shot selection. So that means that once you get good, you can add additional shots to your shot selection. But for right now, just get good with one tool, one club, one form, learn to create confident contact, get the ball on the green, eliminate double chips, eliminate triple putts, and you're on your way to um, balling, balling out of control. Um, this is scoring 101. This is very important. I want you to don't underestimate what I said today, overestimate it. Go spend time around the greens, really become competent with your putter and your chipper, and um, develop develop your skills. And the cool thing about this stuff is developing our skills with our shortest clubs translates upward. So if you're a great driver, that doesn't translate down to being a great putter. But being a great putter and a great chipper actually translates up to being a good hitter with your longer clubs because the mechanics are very similar how we want to hit with straight arms. Developing our feel will enhance your ability to hit different shots and different yardages when you grow with the game. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap it there. That's good for today. This is how I would go about structuring your practice if you wanted to go out and shoot five strokes lower tomorrow. I would spend time putting, leg putting. I would spend time practicing the putts you're supposed to make with a very straight back, straight through kind of putting style. I would practice your chipping, keep those arms straight, keep your weight forward, practice brushing the grass on the same spot, and um, don't double chip, don't triple putt, and you're doing great. Thank you for hanging out for another podcast. Uh, I appreciate you for being here. Let me know what you don't know. Ask me any questions you got. Send me your thoughts, notes, drop comments, send me an email. I like hearing from you all. I will catch you back here same time, same place next week.